Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's wicked smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Good morning. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. It's Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. Good morning, Mike. Morning, Connor. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm good. It's Thursday. I like Thursdays. They uh, they feature a lot of my favorite stuff that we do here. Most mm. specifically, I I feel bad that I had unearthed accidentally one of the headlines that you were looking to use. Yeah. And will you click on this link? It's okay. I replaced it because I I did click on the link. So that was a, a real life uh, link clicking. It's so. been replaced. So yeah, uh, I I am well aware that uh, Kelly Stafford, Matthew Stafford's wife, who by the way has no shortage of insane headlines. Yeah, yeah, I I've noticed. And this, this has kind of been known for a while, but uh, yeah, she chucked a pretzel at somebody during Monday night's That's contest. Nice. So uh, no word as to whether it was a completed chuck or not, but um, you know. Well, I mean, if it hit somebody, yeah, but it was probably... it her intended target? I don't know. Yeah, that I don't know. Gotcha. So, you know, it's not a complete pass if you hit somebody. Now, that'd be something if they weren't expecting the pretzel to be coming at them and then they caught it. That'd be like <laughs> catching sure. that. Yeah, they'd be like catching the ball in dodgeball. It's a jugs machine. It's like it's you're just, out now. Oh man, yeah, it's a, it's a jugs machine, but it's just a pretzel is being fired at you. You're doing the little like running motion movement and you turn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just catch a big pretzel, big dunk pretzel. it into some uh, beer cheese, and go on. Make direct eye con- turn around, make direct eye contact with the person who threw the pretzel. Matt Stafford's wife, eat the pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> you give a little pose after you catch it, yeah, and then you just do like the it's really like, hey, heavy throw me another one. Crunch. I yeah. liked it. All right, here we are. How much do we think that pretzel costs? By the way. In LA's stadium, yeah, uh, probably fourteen bucks. I, think I was gonna say. I mean, obviously, you know, they 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 built some of these new state like the uh, I know the Atlanta one. Their whole big deal when they opened up was that they were going to have um, like cheap concessions. You remember that? Yeah, they have three dollar. Yeah, it was super cheap. I don't know if it was. I don't know if they did that in LA. I certainly didn't hear about it. So um, I'm gonna call it unlikely, but. I like the idea that, you know, we're building these new stadiums and you can actually get a bag of peanuts for two bucks or something like that instead of 
four fifty. Yeah, I don't know if it, it if they've changed it. Um, but in twenty nineteen, hot dogs were going to be a dollar fifty. Pretzel bites were four fifty. Now, if you had this pretzel bites, L- this is this in is, LA Stadium. Yeah, Mercedes Benz. Oh no, th- um, this is in Atlanta. So. In Atlanta, yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, a a Bud Burger was seven. These are all pretty reasonable. Um, but if if she had pretzel bites, she could have thrown multiple. You know, they would have been smaller. It wouldn't have had quite the impact. But, yeah, almost like little tiny snowballs. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Could have hit more. She Now, in the future, she could just rip the pretzel up a little bit and use it that way. I mean, the whole pretzel packs a punch. I understand. I get it. <laughs> what if she had dipped it first and then chucked it? Oh, well, that would be That fun. would make me mad. Yeah. If you threw a pretzel at if me, I'm not going to like it. cheesy pretzel at me. But if there's something, if there's like sauce... On that pretzel, and then it hits, and it just kind of like makes the impact where it goes places. Mm-hmm. That'd be no good. I'd be I'd be unhappy with that. I want to hear from you guys on the show today. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, and the Sarder Hammond text line. Uh, weirdly enough, I did have Mel Tucker's contract as one of the topics that we did talk about. T- we could talk about today. I guess people don't want to hear it from me anymore. But that's well, I, I would like to discuss it. Yeah. Um, so if, oh, you'll listen to me. I'll try. That's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's really great. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how they got into the whole conversation or or whatever, but Sipple and I were talking a little bit about it afterwards. I don't think we're all that far off. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're all all that far off on on exactly where we were. Sipple made the very very specific, um, you know correlation between uh the money that mel tucker is getting there and the money that very specifically lincoln riley would get if he were to move to lsu and my point is i don't know if that money is going up simply because of mel tucker's contract or because that's just what it takes to get a coach out of an already elite job who is an elite coach who will have other options now that doesn't sound so stupid does it no huh Interesting. There's also the caveat to this that if Lincoln Riley gets hired for $11 million, you would still have agents, Jimbo Fishers, Dabo Sweeney's, Nick Saban's, Ryan Day's. Oh, Lincoln Riley, he's never even gone to a college football playoff chance. If the whole idea is that it moves the market, Whatever salary goes on top will move the market. It, it, it constantly moves. It's, it's going to. It, it moves like it, all the time. It, it doesn't. And this was the other discussion that we didn't get to have on air. It's not like it goes backwards. Never does. Not like it goes down. It just goes up. And so it, it didn't matter which coach vaulted towards the top of that list. It's going to have a ripple effect to a degree. The The problem with using Mel Tucker as the example is that it takes a specific set of circumstances where there's another program that's trying to hire him away, most likely for money that was in that ballpark anyways. So that raises it? It takes a program that says, no, we want to keep this guy, and we can secure the funding to do that. Mm-hmm. So you got to have – it's not just like the next version of the P.J. Fleck extension is going to be the same as what Mel Tucker got. Like, yeah. there's yeah, there's I mean, levels to this. It's a great point, Jay, for I mean – the Michigan State situation seems very unique. Like Sipple said, it's, it was two um, two rich boosters who just forked over the money, basically. Yeah, because they want their program to yeah. be good. And that's yeah, the reasoning is is sound or whatever. Like, but it's it's a um, it's a relatively like 
I know, I know they got mad at this, but bubbled in situation, right? <laughs> like if if um, Nebraska's next coach or whatever um, was in salary negotiations, and you're like, well, I want I want fifteen million dollars, and look what happened at Michigan State. They got two donors who just forked it all over. You're ta- you're telling me you don't have that here? I mean, the answer could be no. <laughs> Yeah. We we don't we 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 can't do that. Let's figure out something else. Let's figure figure out a better way. Also, I, I just I just tend to think that the um the other factors that I mentioned, such as Lincoln Riley, once again, Lincoln Riley. I, I, I don't know why Lincoln Riley is the always example here, but we'll just keep using. Well, because his name came up, and right. he's not he's not going to LSU. Yeah, that's. I what think I, that's already kind of been cut in half. That's kind of what I had heard yesterday yeah. as well. So, um, but let's you know, Lincoln Riley is already an elite coach. He's already at an elite program. What kind of money do you think it's going to take after he's already making seven and a half a year, and he's been rumored for every NFL job in the book over the last three? What kind of money do you think it's going to take LSU to get him out of that job? It's probably going to take quite a bit. Does that have anything to do with Mel Tucker? I don't think so. I, I just I just happen to think not. I understand how economics works. I, I understand once one person gets paid more, everybody looks at that and says, oh, wow. I just don't know if you can directly correlate these two very specific situations. That was my point, and I was laughed out of the room, so that's nice. Well. It's also just the idea there's always going to be a new coach that's going to set the pole. Right. Like it's just it's the same. You can you can move this conversation to the same idea of NFL quarterbacks. Like the Minnesota Vikings spent a lot of money to get Kirk Cousins because in the market of getting quarterbacks, that was the best that they could do, and that's what it costs to go get a quarterback that can play at that level. Since then, you've seen all sorts of guys from Jimmy Garoppolo to really good ones like Patrick Mahomes reset everything because it's just you have to pay the market price yeah. when you're in the market. Yep. And when Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and or Lincoln Riley and Jimbo Fisher or Nick Saban come up, you're going to have to reset the market price. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work that way for every quarterback or, in the example, every coach. I, I tried to say this. What Michigan State is doing is an earlier version of what Iowa did with Kirk Ferentz. In 2009, he had one New Year's Six Bowl appearance, or one like major bowl appearance and a bunch of outbacks. And in 2009, just to make sure he couldn't go anywhere else, they signed him to an 11-year extension that made him one of the higher-paid coaches in college football. Mm -hmm. In doing this contract, even if Mel Tucker doesn't, you know, go... All to the, the moon, yeah, and he's just good for a long period of time. You've kept him there. Not only that, coaches that are the Mel Tucker of 2025 are going to exceed him in salary. Just what happened with, with Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. We don't talk about his $4.5 million anymore because it's exceeded that. They got on the front end of it, and now they have a coach that they really like, and they have a sustained program for a long time, and so you don't talk about how much money they spent on the front end because they invested in something and it worked. That's what Michigan State's trying to do. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. What it does to, to everything else is just sort of dependent on the situation. Like, I, I just don't think there's going to be – I would be shocked if Dave Aranda, because of Mel Tucker, is going to get anywhere near $9.5 million. And if he does, it would be because Baylor doesn't have to publicly display what his full salary is. Yeah, I mean, it, 
like so, you might already be getting that from a place like I, I tweeted out yesterday that I thought it felt a little early. Like I, you, you know my thoughts on Michigan State this mm-hmm. year and how they've been. I don't know that the I don't know that the model is you know completely sustainable, especially how they've gone about their business this year. But they've won games, and he obviously became a hot commodity in the in the coaching ranks. So Michigan State forked over what they had to to keep him, and however long that lasts um, is semi unimportant well, and if the money can be raised by two people and you already have it well protected to the ability to a pay it or b if you need to get out of it like this is what i always say and 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 trev alberts has said the same thing a lot over the last couple weeks here when talking about nebraska's specific situation you you do what's best in the moment for the information that you have you make the best possible decision in the moment with what you have like that's that's all you can do. So there are some decisions that we're going to look back on in five years and say, "What the hell were they doing? Why were they giving Mel Tucker, you know, a ten-year contract for ninety-five million dollars? He might be fired. Who knows? You know, it's obviously a lot of the decisions that Nebraska's made in, as a university over the past <laughs> couple decades, you're looking at and be like, "Man, that was just that was just wrong. We shouldn't have gone that way." You. You put the right people in position to make those decisions, and they make them based on the information that they have, and that's all you can do. And you evaluate it as such at the time. And then five years later, you do revisionist history and say, well, actually, looking back, that was stupid. That's how it goes. You can't fix it in the moment. You make the best possible decision. What's interesting about Mel Tucker is that, yes, he went into the transfer portal real heavy for this specific year. Michigan State has 21 commits for next year, high school guys. Hmm. They have the number 18 class in the country. What he did to kickstart it may not be what he's doing to try to sustain yeah, it. Yeah, that smells either. like rebuild. And so it – well, I don't know I that. mean, reload, it, it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it feels like he's trying to cash in to uh, you know, build up the base, mm-hmm. and then you could kind of get to do the best version of all of it where you get to build with the best high school players you can get – and spot recruit in the transfer portal guys that you think can help you, and you're going to be able to point to, what, five to seven success stories of players that they've had on their roster that, you know, Kenneth Walker's on the high end of it, but they've had guys that are just really competent starters for them on defense, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I I like what they're doing. I think that uh, the fact that you can get two boosters to put up a lot of this money to, to make it a little bit easier on the finances of your program More power to you. And you're, you're trying to build something sustainable at a program that people forget about in the big 10. Like you have a little brother complex. Yeah. That's what this is. This wouldn't happen at some of these other places because the expectation there is that they're going to be more successful than whatever the expectation is for Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, I don't have much of a problem from Michigan State side looking at it and yeah. saying we finally have a coach, or at least we think we do in this yeah. moment. We so, had Mark D'Antonio, yeah. and he was great, and he ran its course, and we got to the college football playoff. We believe that this guy, who is a very popular name in college football athletics and is going to be up for any sort of job, we have to protect ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing. Uh, off the text line from Jeremy, he says, how big of an edible arrangement does Mel Tucker send the Nebraska football program? It's a good question. If they don't win that game, I don't know where they're at right now. Um, I genuinely don't know. Well, and, he'd be maybe sending it to Australia this offseason. So. And Nebraska definitely should have won that game. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, Eric and Lincoln says, congrats on, congrats on your extension, Mel. Now you get to play Ohio State. Hey, man, just uh, <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget about the, the I'm, rule. I'm fading your fade, by the way. Well, 
The problem, it's such a large line. The problem is in the first two, it was it was PJ Fleck who was favored yep. against Illinois, right? Yep. And so we're the bit it not a bit. The the, the thing <laughs> is the idea is that you fade coaches immediately after they get huge contract extensions. So PJ Fleck goes into Illinois, into the Illinois game was a huge favorite. He gets a contract extension earlier that week. They flame out and lose to Illinois. Jawan Howard gets a huge huge extension. And they lose to Seton Hall. Seton Hall might not be that bad. I mean, like, maybe it's just that. It's just the fact that they lost. But this is now a trend for me. It's happened twice, and it's happened recently. The problem is Michigan State's a 19-point underdog. Yeah. And I, you know, like, I think Ohio State will win, um, but it's hard to fade a 19-point underdog. Unless you really go high on the alternate line. Yeah, I could just I could just boost it. I wonder what. 28 would be for Ohio State like a four touchdown win you think that would pay out at like plus 250 if I could get to that number I would do it yeah I'll I'll search <laughs> do, do a little uh playing around with it on FanDuel or something like that yeah. all right uh one uh want to hear from you guys sorry 402-464-5685 the Honda Lincoln hotline and the Sarder Hammond text line all right like Schaefer said it is Thursday. We'll have the text bag. Mike Sauter, should I click on this link in the 9 o'clock variety hour? We will not be talking about Matt Stafford's wife throwing a pretzel because Schaefer already clicked on that link. Uh, I have it a bit. I have a bigger picture Nebraska ball question um, to ask and um, kind of a roster football related question that I want to do at some point during the show. I have an update. Okay. You can, the best that you can get it, you can do a an Ohio State by 25 at plus 165. Okay. That's so, nice. So now you know. And it, I'm sure if you if you really look hard, you could maybe find different lines than that, but this is the alternate line. So that's that like found. basically a reverse teaser or whatever? Like you flipped it the other way? A, a little bit, but it, it also reverses the payout on it too. So instead right. of being even money or minus 110. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Take a peek. Something to consider. Uh, picks, by the way, I just counted them up because I didn't get around to it earlier in the week. We both went two and three. Okay. Not and as bad as I thought. Birthday boy Rico went one and four. We said to fade Rico. He had a chance to fade us. We we were kind of on the same stuff again this mm -hmm. past week, and he just didn't take the opportunities in a couple spots. Mm. Sorry, Rico. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More up next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer 